Hi guys, and welcome back to Everything All at Once. Uh, another week, another week, another week 10. Week 10, let's just acknowledge that for a minute. I'm also very delirious because I haven't gotten sleep all week. No sleep, not bus club, it's no sleep, study, study. So much is going on, I don't know. My brain is, I'm just delirious. I can't wait to go home and actually record these podcasts and not dissociate while I'm recording because I'm so tired. Nobody, I don't think you even understand the level of exhaustion until you go to college. I have never, I say this literally every episode, but I cannot, I think I can't get more tired, right? That's a lie because I'm exhausted. I'm running on maybe four hours of sleep. My own doing because I went to a workout class this morning. However, I regret absolutely nothing. So let's get started with today's podcast. How many out of character moments does it take to change a character? I think about this when it's one of those moments where you say, oh, I would never do that, or that's so unlike me, and then you end up doing that thing and then reevaluate your entire identity. That's been happening to me all year long, and honestly for the past two years, really ever since COVID, because I think everyone kind of went crazy after that whole lockdown situation. But regardless, I think about this a lot every time I do anything. Maybe that's just because I psychoanalyze everything I do, but that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Quick little life updates. Not much. I officially enrolled everything in BU this week. Thank God, because college counselors, administrators, advisors are just going back and forth with them is terrible. And they're trying to make me retake general chemistry. And I was like, you're you're joking. That has to be a fucking joke. Am I on Walk the Prank, the Nickelodeon show? I think I am. Because that's ridiculous. I know I have not suffered this much to have to go through it again. I will I will do anything not to take Gen Chem again. Yeah, that's just an ongoing battle I'm dealing with. Also, you know, trying to get every single syllabus that's locked to me sent to BU. That's really interesting. And has been such a fun process in the middle of preparing for finals but at least i'm done chem lab forever no more fucking ppes if you know what that is i'm so sorry but no more lab coat no more goggles no more walking into that damn ugh, building at 8 a.m i'm just very excited to have thursdays back and i'm just gonna preface this now next week there will be no episode because I am having to put in the work as a student right now. It's grind time, chem finals on Sunday, sociology finals on Friday, writing a bunch of shit is due this week. I just have to really focus on school and finishing out the year strong. And I have a special idea for the next episode, so I kind of want to put more energy toward that. Therefore, there will be no episode next week, but expect a fun one two weeks from now. Just to preface that. But yeah. I'm just finishing up school, finishing up finals, and then some quick, another life update. So I'm watching How I Met Your Mother right now, and I was at the gym the other day, and Neil Patrick Harris was on the TV, and I was thinking, when was How I Met Your Mother filmed? It was filmed in maybe the early 2000s, right? He looks the exact same. Somebody has to investigate that because he literally hasn't aged at all. I need to know what cream he's using because he looks flawless. I think it was like good morning america i don't know he has some new show he's doing amazing but i just thought i had to bring that up because it was something i was thinking about like how is he not aged that's ridiculous also 
I had the worst nail appointment of my life. Now, I only get my nails done maybe once every, like, two months. Basically, I got my nails done. This is fucking disgusting. But I got my nails done before I came back for quarter three, right? It's week nine. I had yet to do my nails again. There were still bits and pieces of where I go at home. Their nail polish is really good. But it was everywhere. And I was like, I cannot go to formal. Because I had my sorority formal yesterday. And I, I didn't want to go to formal with disgusting hands. So I finally got them done. And I hate getting them done anywhere but the place I go at home because of what happened. So I walk in. And just a preface, I have an anxious habit where I will peel out the skin at my cuticles which is not not disgusting but it's just something i've always done and it makes my cuticles not the prettiest and they bleed a lot when i'm stressed and the nail tech people love to make fun of that they also like to make fun of my toes because i'm an athlete and i have extra skin yeah we'll get into that because that makes no sense i was i walk in and i say my name you know they say oh go sit at the third chair to your right i said okay no problem fine perfect i'm on the phone with my mom because every time my mom and i call i am focused on calling my mom i haven't seen her in three months i'm gonna focus on whatever she's saying yes i'll pay attention and i'll be nice to the person in front of me but i'm obviously on the phone with somebody that's important so i go and i sit and i have my wire headphones in and i'm just sitting there three rows down just like they told me three chairs down and nobody's coming over to me it's been 10 minutes i'm like all right what's going on then i see this woman three chairs to the left of me setting up the whole manicure pedicure situation and she's just looking around like where is she and then she proceeds to look at me and start laughing at me and in my head I'm talking to my mom but I'm also thinking why is she staring at me and why is she laughing at me and then she goes over here honey over here and then three other staff members decide to laugh at me because I'm such an idiot that I sat at the wrong chair. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay, whatever. You know, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. I'm just gonna go sit at this chair now. And they're like, haha, you sat at the wrong chair. They literally said that. You sat, okay. I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, I did. I, I miss, saw where you pointed. It's okay. So then I'm like, whatever. I'm still talking to my mom. And I sit down and they're starting to get stuff done and then she starts taking off my watch without asking me and i was like oh i can just take it off and she goes okay take it off now i was like oh okay sorry and then i ever since i ran the 10 mile race i've had this sort of i had a really bad bruise on the second toe to the right of my big toe and it just has extra skin there, and I don't know what to do about it. The doctor just said it would take a year to heal, and it looks really good compared to the black and blue that it was for the entire year prior, but there's just, like, a little bit of extra skin. It's not a big deal. And this isn't, this isn't even on my big toe, but basically, the person who was doing my pedicure proceeds to start clipping. You know when they pick off your cuticles? Well, he was clipping chunks of my skin off of my toenail. I'm like around my toenail. I was like, what are you doing? In my head, I'm like, ow! Because it's basically like if you got a cut on your finger right around your nail and somebody just started picking off the skin on the other side of the nail and around the nail to make it even to the level of the skin that your cut's at. I'm sorry if this is disgusting, but I was sitting there in pain and I I was like, ow! 
And he was like, you have a lot of skin. You're an athlete. Yes. And I was like, I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yes, I'm an athlete. Like, what are my toes ugly? Every time I go get my nails done, they say this. And that makes me not want to get them done because I'm just judged for an hour, two hours. And I don't want to deal with it. I don't feel like being judged for being athletic. Sorry, I run. Sorry, I need to work out. I don't know what this has to do with you just painting my nails. You're taking the skin away from my entire big toe right now. I say, ow, and then he stops. And then he starts laughing and says the whole thing about being an athlete. And in my head, I'm just like, this has already been so long of a day. I'm done. I'm just like, yes, I'm an athlete. I run. Still, I was being super nice, but in my mind, I was like, god damn it. Just once okay once and then the woman doing my nails just stops in the middle of it and goes you're gonna pay now and i was like oh, okay yeah and i give my card and then she's like if you pay in cash you get a discount i was like oh i don't have cash why don't you have cash i don't i don't know i just don't have 50 dollars in cash right now i'm sorry she was like okay and then i paid and she proceeded to literally slam my hands as a massage and then also bang in my feet as a massage and i don't like the massage part i really don't i'm like let's just speed this shit up so long story short they paint my nails right and i'm sitting there and i only had a certain block of time to get my nails done during the day and i was like oh they're dry time to put on my socks i look down i'm like where are my shoes they had taken my shoes and my socks and put them in a plastic bag tied the knot gave me the most jankety flip-flops that any sort of debris on the ground could puncture and hurt my foot. And I have, meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, I'm walking 20 minutes to a cafe to go study right now because everything is 20 minutes away. Walk, a drive, doesn't matter. I have to go there. I'm like, I can't walk in these flip-flops. He was like, oh, but they're not dry yet. And I touch them. They're like, I think they're dry. He goes, then the woman next to me starts chiming in. Honey, they're not dry. You're going to need to sit here for two more hours. And I look at her and in my head, I'm thinking, no, I don't have, I was like, I don't have two hours and I have a long walk. Even if I was going back to my dorm, that's still a long walk. I said, I have a long walk to go. I can't walk in these flip-flops. And then the front desk person starts chiming in. Well, it's really recommended that you stay here for at least another hour and a half. Hour and a half? To dry basic nail polish? Are you joking? So now I'm sitting here having paid a fee that I didn't want to pay for nails that were mediocrely done. My skin is chopped off. I'm judged for just working out. And now I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know what? I'm done. And then as I'm putting my socks on, the woman next to me proceeds to go, you're just ruining your nails, honey. Don't do that. You're just ruining your nails. I'm just trying to help you. At this point, I'm at my complete wit's end. I said, okay, I'm going to get them redone when I go home anyways. Thank you. I didn't say thank you, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to get them redone anyway, so I don't really care. I just have somewhere to go today. Not that they even have to justify what I'm doing to this woman, but I put on my socks, I put on my shoes, I take my bag, and I get out of there. It was the worst nail experience of my life, and that's why I don't get my nails done, because I'm so sick of being judged for having, like, one cut on your toe. They go, oh, you're an athlete. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Maybe you should hit the gym, huh? I don't know. I got, like, so pressed there. But still, it was a terrible experience. Uh, zero to ten, won't be going back there. So, that brings me, that actually doesn't bring me to today's topic. I'm going to talk about another life update. 
So basically during my chem lab final, I was so nervous about writing everything down. I had forgot to put my safety goggles on. Now that gives the TA the authority to fail me. And I don't know if she did or not. I have no idea. I've been sitting here all week stressing the fuck out, but also not stressing out. I don't know. It's weird because I think I'm just so emotionally numb and depressed right now that I don't care about anything. I feel like me, even a month ago, two months, no, probably in the beginning of the year, would have been like flipping her shit, crying, emailing the TA, probably came up to her after class, done something of that sort, had some sort of physiological symptom of anxiety, and I, I literally don't have anything. I have no sign of stress or anxiety. I was trying to create it. I was, ta- I was thinking to myself, why aren't I stressed about this? And then I was trying to make myself stressed about a situation that I wasn't stressed about in the first place. What? Who makes themselves stressed? Me. I was like, you should be stressed about this. Why aren't you stressed about this? You're going to fail the class. You're not going to pass. You're not going to get credit for B. You're going to have to retake chemistry. They're definitely going to make you take chemistry now. I was flipping out. I just talked really fast. Oh my God. But <laughs> I was flipping. I was trying to make myself flip out. When in reality, I was just pretty relieved to be done, to be honest. I don't really care what I got. And I was like, that's just like a a new feeling to me. Not caring what grade I got, which is weird, but I think I'm just ready to go home. I don't really care about anything here anymore. I'm trying to do it all. I literally wake up so early every day just to fit in a workout and then... Because that's something I do for myself, and then I study all day, and then I want some sort of social interaction, so it's at night. And then by the end of the day, I have nothing left. I'm running on no sleep. I'm exhausted. I can't... Please, everybody, I'm so tired. And I all I want to do is sleep for days. But I can't, because I have so much to do. But I guess that, bring, that brings me to today's topic. Because not having a physiological symptom of anxiety was such an out-of-character moment for me. Because it doesn't take a lot to trigger my anxiety at all. My friend could say one thing and I'm out the door and I'm leaving. Because my heart beats really fast. I was at a car wash in Carlsbad. Over Memorial Day, I went to Carlsbad, which is an hour away from my college campus. And we were in a car wash. And no joke, I got so claustrophobic, I just sweat through all my clothes in 10 minutes. Not even 10 minutes. I didn't realize that I got so claustrophobic so fast. But I, was, I know I get claustrophobic and I hate elevators for that reason. I try to avoid them as much as possible. Like my friends that live in the tower dorms, I will walk up five flights of stairs instead of taking the elevator because their elevator's been broken so often, I don't trust it. And I'm sitting in this car wash. None of my friends really know I'm claustrophobic that are in the car. And all of a sudden, we're just going through the waters coming down and I start to not be able to breathe. And I'm just, I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And suddenly i just start sweating i get really hot as soon as i start having a panic attack the first thing i do is sweat profusely and i start getting really hot and i just start sweating through all my clothes and i was had to talk myself talk to myself for 15 minutes to get myself to calm down enough to stay in the car and act natural i was like just act natural just breathe just act natural just breathe and it was just weirdly hard for me because i haven't had a panic attack in a little bit maybe i had one a few weeks ago about like just not being home but i haven't really gotten them as much as i did last quarter and the quarter before i used to get them a lot more but now i don't as much and 
I guess that's what I thought would happen when I didn't wear my safety goggles. I thought I was going to like freak out or something and get all sweaty and just have cry or literally show any symptom of anything. But I didn't. I just was done. And then I made myself stressed. Of course I would do that. Of course I would make myself stressed and make a situation out of nothing. Could I have been failed? Yeah. Probably. Could I have been docked a significant amount of points? Yeah. Probably is going to happen. As long as I pass at this point. I just want to go home. But yeah, that brings me to today's topic. What I mean by out-of-character moments. I mentioned this before, but we sort of have this image of ourselves that we build throughout our lives naturally and i think nowadays with social media and all of the movies that i grew up watching i guess my generation i don't know if this is just me but all of the stereotypes that i'd seen on tv the nerdy one the life of the party you know all of those the jock those aesthetics as much as they're so arbitrary and so not accurate because anyone could work out and be artsy you know what that's what i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is we i feel like we automatically categorize ourselves and put ourselves in boxes and i started doing that really early on in my life and the first time i can remember stepping out of that box was junior year i'm gonna go through some of those moments where i stepped out of that stereotype that i had of myself because i'd always been you know follow the rules don't break the rules. You tell your parents everything. You do everything by the book. You don't mess around. You don't, you're not gonna fuck it up. You're gonna do exactly what the good girl would do, you know? And then junior year, something in me just said, fuck it. And I haven't looked back since. So, yeah, the first moment that I can remember sort of questioning my identity and who I was was when I started hosting parties without telling my parents that seems so high school and seems like I'm being very dramatic but to me it was the end of the world like I said I tell my parents everything I have no reason to lie to them they were the ones who encouraged me to go to parties and encouraged me to have fun because they know I spend literally all night doing homework for no reason by the way I was in high school Why was I doing homework for so long every day? I don't know. Because now that I'm in college, I'm looking back at the work I had in high school and I was just creating homework for myself to do because I felt like I had to be doing school. That's another problem in itself. But I had started hosting parties with my parents there sometimes, but the first time I did, they weren't there. And all my friends during COVID, we used to hang out outside at the turf with this group of guys. And one day we just wanted to keep hanging out and i was like my parents are out of town at a soccer thing with my brother and then my sister went along maybe i should invite them over my house i was like nah it's fine it's fine let's not do that and then i had mentioned it to one of my friends long story short everybody ended up coming over we had just a little guest together of 15 20 of us maybe and there it was fun and we were at my house we had a bonfire typical high school house situation and it was a lot of fun and that's when I had my first kiss um we're not going to talk about that because that's terrible but it is a story to tell anyways maybe eventually but not now 
so I had this house party and I thought I did a really good job of cleaning up I was like they're never gonna know I'm so good I am killing it right now they come home and they knew immediately they were like why is the fireplace moved or the fire because I have an outside fire pit that you can move around they were like why is the fire pit moved and Rick and Louise had heard like noise and they my neighbors and they had called my parents I think yeah long story short they found out and I thought I was gonna get murdered and I was like why'd I do that like who let me do that I shouldn't have done that and I just had a total identity crisis for like the next three weeks because I don't know I feel like I, I never have done anything like that before sort of betray my parents in a way that involved things that weren't and did things that weren't sort of I don't know I don't let's just say I don't go into the party scene the party scene is not for me I've never been in the party scene and then when I started to host them I was like god like you're facilitating this who are you right now this did not stop me from hosting future events where eventually the cops were called and my parents weren't home now to some capacity a lot of these get-togethers I was sort of being naive in the fact that I trusted people with my house and not taking advantage of me and nine times out of ten I was taken advantage of and yeah it was my fault for letting them come over and I was like yeah sure you can invite whoever like that's my fault that's on me but another part is respect for me and my home that a lot of people didn't have so when everything would go down and the cops would come who would it be on it'd be on me and nobody else would have to face the consequences and this happened to a greater extreme last memorial day where i had a few people over my aunt's house down the shore and long story short somebody posted it on like a big private story everybody came to my house there were like way too many people at least 50 the cops were called it was such a big deal my aunt was screaming at me like you spoiled bitch like i can't believe you do this all this stuff and i was just thinking to myself i can't believe i did that that's just so out of character i would never do something like that intentionally and in hindsight it wasn't my fault i didn't post that story i didn't say they could invite whoever and when i say that i just mean oh like two other people that live a few blocks away yeah come over to my shore house memorial day it's a small gathering it means nothing my cousin said i could have it, it wasn't a big deal but it was a big deal because the house didn't get trashed or anything nothing was wrong there were just a lot of people and the cops were called and this had happened a few times earlier than that and every time it just fell on me and i would have to deal with all the consequences and all of the guilt and everyone just got to walk away scot-free and then i'd be really mad and then i would want to please everybody again so i'd just get over it and then it, the same thing would happen a few months later i don't know why it was always me but every time it happened i just did a lot of self-reflection and i didn't even recognize myself that sounds so dramatic but it was true i was like you're enabling this to happen this party situation at your house you're enabling yourself to risk your future to jeopardize your relationship with your parents and eventually your other half of your family to please what some people who treat you like shit sometimes you know i i just didn't know who i was because i don't surround myself i didn't i'd never surrounded myself with that sort of scene before and the memorial day thing happened senior year when i was more around it but back to the event junior year i had never 
done anything like that. I'd always just said no. I'd gone to some parties, yeah, but not really. I wasn't, like, looking for the scene. And when I started to, I just felt really guilty because I didn't want that image for myself. I wouldn't, I didn't want to be that girl that was incoherent at a gathering or, you know, was known for just getting with a bunch of guys and partying. I, I didn't want to be that person. And I hadn't even done anything to that capacity. But me just being in the situation and me hosting the situation felt like I was at level 100 when I was really just at level 2. To me, it felt like a complete 360 or 180 of my personality. I just didn't know who I was. Which, again, is it, it sounds like I'm being dramatic, but that just was not like me. I was like, I would never do this at a party, I end up doing it. I would never host a party and not tell my parents, I end up doing it. And it's those fundamental moments where we do something we never thought we would, where we automatically start to question who we are. And when that image of that stereotype that I was talking about that we put ourselves in, when it breaks, it causes this disconnect between you, who you thought you were and who you actually are. And that's honestly, now that I look back on it, how that's evidently how growth happens. That's how you change to branch out and try new things. As you get older, your environment's going to change. You're going to be exposed to more opportunities to do things that are outside your comfort zone. But how far is outside your comfort zone pushing your limit? What is your limit? You're trying to figure that out as you grow up. And when we start to question who we are in our identity, that's moments of growth that can be good and bad. I've had moments in my life that have, you know, changed my life for the better. For example, running my 10-mile race. I think that changed my life forever. The moment I crossed the finish line, I was filled with such self-gratification and appreciation and love for myself. Oh my god. My mom texted me, but that I had never felt before. I think the moments that truly impact us, however, and cause sort of substantial growth is when we think we've done something to negatively alter that stereotype of ourselves. And then this happened again in, you know, not a party setting. This, I guess, some of the first moments were also academic when I started to let loose senior year and try and have a balance of social life and academic life. And I would sometimes not skip homework, but I wouldn't do it right away, which sounds so like I do homework right away. As soon as homework gets assigned, I just immediately get anxiety so I can just do it and then get it over with and move on. But I was like, no, like maybe I can just wait till the day it's due and do it on that day. Cause it's literally a high school worksheet. I don't know why I was doing it so many days in advance. I don't know why I was so hard on myself. If you're in high school and you're listening to this, please, please, please prioritize your social life. Please, I'm telling you, it's not worth it. It's not going to help you get into college as much as you think it will. I think I focused so much on school because I thought it, it was what I can control at the time. And I thought, oh, if I can get the grades, I can get to college. And even during the transfer process, I was like, grades, grades, grades. If I don't get the grades, I'm not getting in. And you know what? I don't, I ended up where I'm supposed to be. I hope, I hope so. And you know what? You do too. And if you're not, and if you don't, you transfer like I did. <laughs> but no matter if you do the worksheet the day it was assigned or the day before it's due, trust me, it does not 
determine your work ethic and who you are. I can't stress that enough. Detaching your identity from school. Your self-worth is not dependent on a grade. Your self-worth is dependent on everything outside of your schoolwork and everything outside of how you appear physically. Your self-worth has to come from things that give you energy and give you motivation and genuinely make you excited about life. And once I sort of detached myself from school, I've been so much happier in the past when I've done that. I say that in the past because it low-key went very downhill as soon as I got to college in terms of my growth. I just completely reverted, but that's a topic for another day. Long story short, it's not worth it to prioritize school over certain things in high school. If there's an opportunity to go do something, just go do it. Don't stay in and do homework. Just go. Go have fun. Uh, that was my little tangent for the day, but back to skipping homework and how it made me feel like I was a failure because I have a really big fear of failure. So when I would skip homework sometimes or do it a little later than I normally would, it'd still be turned in on time, but it would make me feel like a failure. And then I didn't know, I'd start to question everything. I was like, oh my God, like, who are you? And I think that also comes from the environment and what people knew me for. No matter where I've gone or what I've done, I've always been known as the girl that eats really healthy, always works out, and is always doing work and is always being productive. And I thought when I got to college, I'd change that, but that didn't happen because I'm known for the same thing. In high school, I was like the Quizlet girl that made all the Quizlet classes that everybody would use to pass school. And I think it has like 300 something members because everybody would use it. And then in high school, I mean, in college, it's sort of the same situation where people ask me for work and I'm just known as the girl that does everything on time. And I don't mean to be like, huh, like, yeah, I do everything on time. I say it as just like, that's all I feel like I am sometimes to people, a means to an end to get a grade. I'm like, oh, like, do you want to go hang out? And it'll be like, uh, yeah, yeah, like, we'll totally hang out. And then I never see them. But when it comes to handing in worksheet six, they're up my ass. It's just like, when am I going to get away from this narrative of myself? When I start to lax off in school, I feel like I'm disappointing people. And that's their expectation of me. So when I started being a little more relaxed in high school and I was like, oh yeah, I didn't make the Quizlet or I didn't do the homework. They'd be like, what? You, you didn't do it? You didn't do it right? And then I would start to question, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm a failure. I didn't do this. And then I think that's when I just, that was a main identity change for me where I started to detach myself from school and focus on self-worth in areas that wasn't an A+. And have I reverted a little bit in college to that mindset because I was placed in a new environment? Yes, which is why I think it's important to recognize this sort of stereotype if you have this of yourself early on and try and fix it and work on it early on because when you're put into a college setting or a setting that is new and you're really stressed, your body will automatically, whether you realize it or not, just revert back to what you know best. And I was put in this college environment 3,000 miles away from home. And the only thing I know is work hard, get good grades, go home. That's all I know. So what I do, I came here and I became a robot. And I just completely washed away all of the work I had done senior year about finding balance, not questioning my identity anymore because I didn't turn the homework in five days early, you know. But I got here 
and I just became the same person that I didn't want to be. And maybe that's partly because of my situation, but I think that would have happened to me regardless wherever I went. And I'm still trying to work on that part of my identity. But those sort of moments where you start to question who you are in your sort of box in your head are, again, significant moments of growth. And this didn't happen just in school, and this didn't happen just in partying. Now let's tell a crazy story time. I think one of the biggest who am I situations that I've been in is when I was put into youth aid panel. So I don't know if you could tell already, but yeah, I was a good girl. I followed all the rules. I was by the book. I did not do anything wrong. Okay. During my high school, there was a period of time where we didn't have lights on our field. I don't think we do. We Yeah, we still don't have lights on the field. But at the time, there are no lights on the field. I come from Kobe Bryant's old high school, and the high school is really well known for its sports culture. We win soccer championships. We win basketball. We are getting there at lacrosse, hopefully one day, and we're good at volleyball. We're good at all sports. There's a lot of dedication and hard work and achievement in our sports programs. So the community as a whole really wanted lights on the field so we didn't have to have buses travel really far for away games or night games. Because if you play lacrosse or soccer or football, etc., you would have a night game. And since we could never host them, we'd have to go get bussed maybe 30 minutes and get back really late at night, which would suck. Whereas if we had lights on the field, it would not only benefit the school because they'd have more people coming, it would build morale, but it would also benefit the students that they didn't have to travel so far. So during my junior year, they were having, I think, a council meeting or like a county meeting about putting lights on the field. And the problem was that all of the neighbors that live on the same block and surround the school did not want lights because I can see how it would be a noise disturbance later at night, a parking disturbance because more people need to park their cars to watch the games. I completely understand where they're coming from. But I think having lights would have been more beneficial to the school as a whole, as opposed to just a minor inconvenience for them. I think they're just a little dramatic, but anyways. I really wanted lights on the field, and so did my friends. So junior year, I was driving around, and these signs are everywhere. And it had been a known thing around my school to go around and steal lawn signs off of people's yards. Little did I know this was a offense, a criminal offense, but we'll get there. So... Everybody around school is stealing these signs. Everyone's collecting these signs. One day, I'm in the car with a bunch of my friends, and I'm driving. I'm behind the wheel. I'm just going around the turf because, like I said, when COVID was ending, we would still hang around the turf a lot. I guess this was, yes, sophomore to junior year. I was driving, and we saw all these signs. And my friends and I were like, oh my god, let's take them. I park the car, and we just start, you know, taking signs off the lawns. Like, literally everybody else at my school had. But of course, I would get caught. A few days later, I have the signs in the back of my car, and I'd been parking my car at school, but I'd been hiding the signs with a blanket, and then I was eventually going to put the signs in my garage. My 17th birthday was around then, and I was on my one of my online Zoom classes. I think it was biology. Yeah, AP Bio. I was on Zoom class, and I see a police car pull up to my house. I'm shitting myself, because I'm like, why? why are the police here? And my parents call me down. And they said, Francesca, do you know anything about stolen yard signs? And I look at her and my face goes blank. One thing about me is that I can't lie. If somebody, for example, gives me a gift I don't like, 
you can see my emotions are always all over my face. You know when I'm upset. You know when I'm irritated. You know when I'm tired. You can see it all over my face. And I was just shell-shocked. I remember standing there and I had no thoughts in my head. I thought this was the end. I was like, oh my god, the police are going to come. I'm going to get arrested. I am a child criminal. I am going to juvie. And they simply just said that they needed to write a report on what was going on. And they had showed me paperwork with my license plate. And I was like, how did they get my license plate? And they were like, do you have anything about signs? And I showed them the inside of my car because I'm not going to lie to the police. I'm like, yeah, I have five signs right here. What do you want? Take them back. Whatever. They're literally stolen yard signs. Some entitled mother and parent or whatever called the cops on my friends and I because they have security cameras outside their house. And there is a video of my friend wearing a bright pink shirt struggling to pick the yard sign out of their lawn and there's my car obviously i'm not in the frame and i'm the first one being questioned about this because i had to go to the police station later that day and i don't have a really good memory at all let alone under stressful situations so i had not remembered who was in the car with me accurately and i had misnamed someone and forgot to name one other person which in hindsight was fine because i didn't get somebody else in trouble that should have been like shouldn't have it was whatever but I was being questioned by the cops and I'm sitting there with a hoodie on I had bawled my eyes out all day my parents were actually not pissed at me they were just annoyed that I got caught they were like are you kidding Francesca you got caught for stealing yard signs is that a joke because my dad had has done so much worse so much worse in his youth he's told me crazy stories but nowadays with technology or phones security systems you can't get away with shit it's terrible i look you want to go back to when they grew up and try and just mess around and be a kid and let loose for a little bit because i feel like you can't do anything anymore but that's beside the point so i was getting questioned i literally had a hoodie on you can tell i bawled my eyes out they were just giving me all these forms telling me what i was gonna have to do i was like am i gonna have to go in front of a judge what is gonna happen to me so basically, long story short, I got put into what is known as youth aid panel. And even though I hadn't stolen any of the signs, me being a getaway driver, I was still an accomplice in the crime. And I had to just go through a three month long, I think, program where I'd met with a person who was in the community that would just make sure I wasn't engaging in any criminal activities and making sure I stayed drug and alcohol free as if I wasn't before for the time that we were in the youth aid panel and I had to write multiple essays explaining what I had done wrong, how I'm harming the community, and then also they had me write an essay on why I wanted lice on the field, and then an apology to my parents, and I had to do, since it was during COVID, you couldn't actually do community service, so I had to do in-house community service, which literally just meant doing chores, which is kind of ridiculous, but whatever. Long story short, I just, I'd felt super depressed for the next few months. I, I was like, Francesca what what are you doing you're literally in trouble with the fucking police the law that's your whole future and I was freaking out because luckily it didn't have to be on any record or college application it wasn't a crime I hadn't been committed of anything so I don't have to check any of those boxes ever in my life and I have no record nothing there's no documentation of it it won't harm my future career or whatever but at the time I was just freaking out and I didn't know who I was that was the ultimate identity crisis i was like holy fuck you 
you are not you anymore. You might as well just give up on school. You might as well just drop out, forget any career goals you have. Because if you fucked up this bad now, what are you going to do in the future? You're trying to explore new environments and new people and you're going to do this? No. I had no idea what to make of it. I had no idea how to process it. At the time, I was in therapy, but I was just super depressed for months afterwards. I had no idea who I was. In hindsight, it wasn't a big deal. I sold, I didn't even steal the yard signs, but I was part of it. And honestly, it wouldn't matter if I did because they're, they're yard signs and it just stuck up entitled rich people complaining about some kids stealing yard sign because they want lights on the field. That's it. It was a dumb thing to do. It just made me question everything. Moving forward, I'd been in more environments where I had a total identity crisis outside of partying, outside of school, outside of youth aid panel, where I sort of just spiral into, again, I'm just being drawn out of the stereotypical box that I have of myself. I have this image of myself and I have standards set for myself of what I'm supposed to do, when I'm supposed to do it, who I'm supposed to be. And then when those change, because I think this all comes down to the fact that I'm really bad with change. I do not do all the chains change chains change i'm very much a routine person and when somebody messes with my routine or something happens where my routine is shifted i freak out and other people don't understand this sometimes which can be a little frustrating because it makes it seem like i'm being dramatic but i get physiological symptoms of stress where my head starts to hurt i'm sweating my chest gets really heavy i can't breathe like i just don't like change long story short so when my identity started to shift in such a degree of this strength and this magnitude, I didn't know how to handle it. And it was only natural for me to become super depressed and I was super hard on myself and I felt so much guilt. I disappointed my parents. I disappointed my family. I disappointed basically everybody who knew me as the girl who had so much going for her, you know, and I still do. In hindsight, like, it changed nothing. But at the time, I was 17, and I had just gotten into the police office for the first time, having to attest to a crime. <laughs> I laugh about it now, because it was just ridiculous. Then again, at the time, I was just done with myself. I absolutely hated myself. And this was also a time where I was going through another eating crisis, and just a situation that my mental health was already really bad and then this happened and it just triggered me down the worst spiral the fact that my parents still let me have any sort of birthday party after that was insane but the birthday party wasn't enjoyable because i basically starved myself for three weeks to fit into this skirt and this shirt and look really good in the photos even though i ended up hating the photos and I was just miserable for those three weeks because I was trying to not eat anything. But yeah, I just went down a really bad spiral and I was like, who am I? I have no idea. It all comes down to that stereotype of myself I had in my head. And of more recently, I think this is more prevalent in college now than ever. This idea of trying new things and then breaking out of this shell that you have of ourselves and i'm coming from a perspective where it's like i'm going into the party scene but this could be any sort of event that can cause your identity to completely shift say you were 
sort of reckless in high school and then you start you do the opposite of me you start really caring about school and really caring about how you look and then you start to change yourself and you're like wait who am i those moments of growth are really important to recognize but also really important to digest and we can't be hard on ourselves for them as much as i felt so negatively toward all the stories i just described I don't regret anything because I learned that I'm not supposed to stay static. I'm not supposed to stay the girl who would just stay in till 12 o'clock at night, not up doing something fun, doing homework. I'm not supposed to be that person anymore. I'm supposed to find balance, which is impossible because I think I'd mentioned this before, but I was reading this thing and I'd watched or I'd listened to Emma Chamberlain's podcast and she was describing the triangle of sleep social life and productivity work etc and how there's no such thing as all three she's right i'm trying to do all three right now and sleep is out the window but my social life is great and i'm hella productive so (laughs) there we go (laughs) three hours of sleep basically because i can't really sleep here that's another story for another time can't wait to go home can't wait to sleep but regardless you can't have all three but those moments of growth have allowed me to grow that social part of the triangle a little bit and not be all focused on productivity. What helped me get there was honestly this exercise that my therapist and I did. So you, the first, one of the first times we'd met, she'd asked me, what's important to you? What really matters to you? I want you to write it down. And one of the first things I thought of was, at the time, school. Why? Why wasn't family number one? I understand at the time I didn't have the best relationship with my parents, but that's so fucked up of me to think school is number one priority of everything. School doesn't matter that much in the grand scheme of things. I'm prioritizing it over my happiness. Why is it the number one thing I care about in my life? It was like a pie chart we created of everything that mattered to me, and school took up a really high percentage. And I, seeing that visual, I was like, whoa that shouldn't be like that that's so messed up why is that so high compared to my social life i know it's because i was anxious and because i was stressed and from that point on i realized even though i said social life mattered and it was a big chunk of my pie chart i wasn't putting the energy that should have been given to it if it mattered that much to me i can say oh my gosh yeah family matters so much to me some my number one value But until I started prioritizing family through my actions, that doesn't mean shit. That didn't mean anything. That it was my number one priority or my number one thing of importance in life. Didn't mean anything until I actually started building a relationship back with my mom and my dad. It didn't mean anything until I started prioritizing family events over school and friend events. My mom would always be like, oh, do you want to go to dinner? No, I got to study. Do you want to go do this? We're going to do this. No, I got to study. That would always be my excuse. And it shouldn't have been. And now I'm really focusing on getting away from that. This all comes back around to the point of when we shift our triangle through these sort of out of character moments, it's okay. And it's supposed to happen. And we need to be a little bit nice to ourselves in these moments and not feel so guilty for not being ourselves. Ourselves, our identity is a our own construction. Regardless of what other people think of you, what matters is, and what you hear the most, that 
identity that you think of the most is what you're saying to yourself. You're the only one that can control the narrative, really. And I'd always let other people control what I thought of myself. And this year, I've just really tried to take that back and make my own positive stereotype of myself and project that toward other people instead of having it the other way around where I would let everybody else dictate what I thought of me and then as soon as I did quote something quote-unquote out of character I would feel guilty like I was disappointing them and I wasn't being myself or something like that when it wasn't true I was just growing and I'm just human I guess in college when I've been exposed to a lot of different things in the party scene and a lot of my friends do things that I don't do. Sometimes I try something, I freak out, and I'm like, oh my god, who are you? You would have never done that in high school. When I'm just trying to grow as a person, and it's okay to try new things, and it's okay to be nice to yourselves, and give yourselves permission to have these out-of-character moments, because evidently they aren't out-of-character, because you don't have a set character as you're changing if that makes sense the sort of notion of you know something being out of character out of who's defining character everyone around you or yourself because for a while it was just everybody around me but then as soon as i started to define and take back my own character that's when i was kinder to myself in these moments where i didn't quite feel like myself and i was uncomfortable because that's evidently what growth is and that's all about what this topic of today is getting to growth is having these out of character moments and the more comfortable we get being in these uncomfortable moments the more we're going to accept ourselves in different stages of life where you aren't where you were before because you're not supposed to be static you're supposed to change i want to end this episode on a positive note that not all these experiences have to have you questioned your character in such a negative way? Like I mentioned, running my race was something that fundamentally changed my character for the better. I'd never run before, but it had brought me such great appreciation for myself and a certain level of self-love that I haven't felt to the same capacity before. And you're going to have these out-of-character moments that make you think better of yourself. And those are just as equally as valuable in your growth. And me making the decision to ultimately move back home and push that stubborn side away from me was totally out of character. So out of character for me to admit that I was wrong and not wrong, but admit that I needed to go home to my family and certain peers and certain people in my life that were just telling me that they knew I wouldn't make it here. You know, how can you let your daughter move so far? All this crap that I'd heard and having to say and sort of give them that haha like I told you so moment sucked ass it was terrible over Thanksgiving winter break I literally didn't want to hear what anybody else had to say I was so angry at myself already because I felt like it was my fault I couldn't make UCI work having to hear everybody around me sort of say a big fuck you I told you so killed me but that moment where I was like you know what I'm not doing this for other people I'm doing it for myself I'm not going to be that stubborn girl anymore. I'm just I'm just going to admit what I have to do and go home. That was an out-of-character moment that 100% made me feel uncomfortable and question what I was doing and who I am. But I have faith that it's going to work out for the better. 
And I want to leave you with that because you shouldn't be scared to go and do something out of character, even though it can be scary and even though something might seem like the end of the world. In the grand scheme of things, I promise it's not. And take everything with grace and compassion for yourself. Be kinder to yourself in those out of character moments. Allow yourself to have them and allow yourself to have fun and allow yourself to grow. And that's all I have for this week. Again, yeah, there's no episode next week because I got to focus on school, got to get the hell out of here. I just have to really, I want to give you guys good content and I can't do that if I am not all the way there. I was really pissed at myself for not posting the graphic on time this week because I was just really busy and I don't want to have to lax off. I want to give you guys good content. I want to be able to plan a good podcast. I want to be able to fully digest the topic before I talk about it instead of recording on Saturday night like I am right now. So, but I have a really special episode idea for the two weeks to come. So, look forward to that. Also, I was at a day party today and three of you came up to me and said, you're the girl with the podcast. I love you and I think you're amazing and I literally want to cry. That makes me feel so happy because doing this, you don't really know if anyone's listening besides your friends. So that made me feel amazing. I appreciate everybody that listens. Thank you so much. You have no idea how happy that made me today. I'm just over the moon amazed at the community that I've already started to build. This is insane. Thank you guys so much. Please, if you want to hear a certain topic or you like this topic, always follow at everything all at once pod on instagram i'll be more active on instagram and tiktok once school ends this week but for now post any comments or say any topic suggestions you have and i'll see you next sunday bye guys